All right, howlers, let's get howling. But first, a couple quick warnings. First warning, this podcast contains adult content. Don't be a pixie. Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Spoilers. For the entire Red Rising saga through the end of Lightbringer. Including Lightbringer spoilers. That's the point of the podcast. That's We're being extra... <laughs> because we're getting a lot of questions about if there's spoilers also for someone who gave a three-star review three stars not five stars not five stars because there were spoilers that's the whole point of the reread <laughs> just wanna everyone listen <laughs> don't skip this part there are spoilers don't forget to follow us on instagram twitter facebook etsy email us howlerpod at gmail.com and uh, visit us at hellerpod.com. Rate and review us. Five stars only, not three. <laughs> not three. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we will make you boil alive from a claw drill. And now, Hellerpod. Ow! War requires monstrous deeds. If you cannot be a monster, then get out of the way. Hello, Howlers! Welcome to Howler Pod, your podcast for all things Red Rising, where every episode we dive deep to break down, celebrate, and discuss all aspects of the fantastic Red Rising saga by Howler number one. Pierce Brown. Ow, ow! I am your host, Ben Reinert. I am joined today, as always, by the amazing Aaron Ayers. Low howlers. Aaron, what are we doing today? We are rereading. <laughs> <laughs> and spoiling. And spoiling <laughs> chapters 18 through 25. And spoiling the rest of the book as well. Yes! And rereading chapters, rereading 18 to 25. Sorry, we'll stop. <laughs> We're sassy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's load up this star shell and shoot straight into our chapter summaries. Hopefully we don't shit our suits like Lysander, that pixie bitch. (laughs) You want to start? Chapter 18, Virginia, the returned. The soldiers that were on Mercury and then the trash moon have now returned to Mars. Harnassus, Screwface, Thraxa, and Callaway Char are home, along with what was it 500 people yeah like 2000 uh, <laughs> yeah. good at numbers <laughs> from millions down to 2000 yes, so. not good yeah uh virginia comes to welcome them and she spends extra time with Screwface in a sweet moment making him feel seen and his sacrifice was worth it mm-hmm. victor informs virginia that severo and darrow are alive after like a bait and switch which was kind of rude where she's like, I'm sad. Just kidding. Victor says they were the ones who blew up the docks over Venus and they don't know where they are, but Victor is certain that they are alive. Uh, the survivors then inform Virginia that on their way to Mars, they observed enemy, observed enemy ships headed to Phobos and that they'll arrive in six days time. Wow. Not good. That's not good. Chapter 19, Virginia, Rising Dirge. The enemy is coming. 
Republic forces and civilians gather in Lycos, where Darrow's mother leads a fading dirge at the gallows where Darrow and Eo were hanged. The gallows are smashed, and Deanna invokes Mustang to go and be the wrath of Mars against the oncoming invaders. Mustang and Victra share a moment before they part for the oncoming battle. Victra tells Mustang not to fear for her, but to pity their enemy. Pity them. There's a lot of badass Victra in here. (laughs) I just wish there was more in the book. Chapter 20, Virginia, Nucleus. Much of the population of Phobos has been evacuated, but not all have cleared out. Virginia heads into the Nucleus, the military nerve center of the moon. Victra is in place with her ships on the north pole of the moon, and Niobe's on the south pole. The enemy armada creeps closer as Virginia's hive studies the ships. The armada surprisingly reduces velocity, even though speed is their only advantage. Mm. Chapter 21, Virginia. Petard. <laughs> Petard? Petard. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Star Trek? I don't is know. Is there a petard? I think it's just a euphemism for butt. Oh. There is a Picard <laughs> in Star Trek. Thank you. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Uh, petard. <laughs> petard. <laughs> Virginia knows something is up, but can't quite figure out what. Society and rim forces have made several feints and withdrawals. But overall, they've started the very the battle with a very conservative strategy. Suddenly, the sensors go nuts. Incoming! A hail of unidentified objects streak towards Victor's armada of ships parked over the North Pole of Mars. Rail slugs fired from Earth and the Republic's previously scuttled twins of South Pacifica are on their way. All that posturing was just to lure Victor's fleet directly into the line of fire. Mustang quickly deduces that the society forces aren't coming for Mars today. They want Victra. She sends Niobe and Char's fleets that were protecting Phobos to help out Victra, leaving Phobos vulnerable to attack from the oncoming Lightbringer. It's time for a fight, baby. She's like, (laughs) getting ready to box. (laughs) Chapter 22, Lysander, Iron, Death, Gold, which... The way it's written out reminds me of Miley Cyrus' song. Love, money, party. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the same thing. But Iron Death Gold. Ajax, Lysander, and the Praetorians ready for battle. Lysander gifts his white cape to the chagrin of Roan to a gamma red. He gives the Helldiver Corps a rousing speech about being patriots, which likens to his mother's speech that blasted into the mines. His grandmother. I apologize. Mm-hmm. His mother was killed by his grandmother. <laughs> and then classic. Lys- <laughs> classic. <laughs> Lysander sends them off to dig a path with their hell divers into the moon. Lysander then rushes to his spit tube. Ajax tells Lysander that the reason he's there is because Adelantia orphaned him. Brothers. Brothers. They then load into their spit tubes and Lysander pukes like a pixie. Chapter 23, Virginia, Grim Glory. Lysander's fleet makes its charge for Phobos. At first, it seems like it's not going to work, but Mustang sees the grim logic at work. He's using his destroyers as battering rams, trying to overload the moon's shield so that he can park the Lightbringer above 
and dump soldiers onto it. In an effort to combat this, Mustang has the shield lowered to keep it from being overloaded and knocked offline for good. This way, they may have a chance to get it back up and they can hold the moon. Her command does not see her logic and they protest the order. Uh, but ultimately, the shield is lowered after some convincing by holiday. Lower the shield! Sorry that I did finger yeah, guns at your head. Violence yeah. there. An oncoming destroyer collides with the unshielded moon, causing massive damage and casualties across the surface as the Lightbringer parks above and starts to dump their soldiers down for an invasion. Lysander's imitating Darrow, as always, and launching Claudrils onto the moon. Claudrils, that's the word I can think of less. I was like, what are they digging with? Thank you. They're burrowing to the unprotected levels underneath where he can have his men launch their attacks. Republic forces work to get the shield turned back on so they can cut off the invaders from reinforcement and trap them on the moon. Kavix prepares to head out for battle. When the shield comes back online, he will meet Lysander's forces in battle and hopefully prevent them from pouring down the tunnels they are making. He tells Sophocles to stay and hands Mustang the jelly beans. No. Sophocles howls as he leaves. So sad. Sad. So sad. <laughs> also, like, Pierce is really hitting the jelly beans hard. He's like, that would be like Sophocles feeding me jelly beans. <laughs> Chapter 24, Lysander, Drop Shock. Lysander shoots out of a spit tube into the madness of the Iron Rain. He lands on an apartment complex where a green woman inside begins to boil alive as the claw drill digs through her apartment. The Republic took out half the claw drills as they were descending, and now Drakenjaegers are coming to the claw drill landing site, so they have to hurry. Ajax and Lysander dive into the hole made by the claw drill. Yep, they got the shields back on. Yes, and they're cut off from support. Mm -hmm. Chapter 25, Virginia, War Prism. Mustang is deep into the battle, managing it like a portfolio as she invests bodies and resources where they are needed. Her strategy seems to be working. Has Lysander overreached? Society forces are heading for the reactor. If she can get them stopped, then they'll be able to hold the moon and cut the them off from reinforcements now that the shields back up just one problem they can't stop lysander's group as they close in on the reactor oh no ajax the praetorians they're just too elite too elite she tries to send holiday but holiday's a traitor so she won't go oh my god (laughs) hand up that's a joke (laughs) she tries to send holiday but she won't leave mustang's side because she's she's so loyal (laughs) thank you She sends her last 500 Lion Guard instead, but they are no match. Lysander is able to shut down the shield, leaving Kavix exposed on the surface as Wrath and Votum forces come in to reinforce the Praetorian Vanguard. They were so close to winning, but now the battle is lost. It's time for triage. She needs to evacuate, but first she must manage the retreat. Mustang does everything she can until the last possible second. Just as she is about to evacuate, a call comes from Kavix. Except it's not Kavix. It's Apple. Lionheart, I have broken your champion. And now I come for you. <laughs> I just wanted to add a speaky voice. <laughs> she says he says it like he's getting a foot massage. You. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really hope you don't sound like that when you're getting a foot massage. <laughs> you. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. And then this uh, reminds me of when we did Jade City with Words and Whiskey. Mm -hmm. You left me on a cliffhanger. Mm, yeah, this is a cliffhanger for show. Yeah. Otherwise, this uh, reread would have been... This would have been a long episode. Uh, really long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to the theme for these chapters. We're got, we've got an abbreviated theme this week. Action-packed chapters, obviously. And we're bringing on a special guest later. Oh, so uh, we're, This is a tease. We're going to quickly move through the, the theme. I think uh, the theme for these chapters is just chef's moves back and forth. It's like Lysander makes a move. Mustang makes a move. Who makes Lysander money moves? moves. Yeah. It's about I don't money dance. Moves. <laughs> Now I make money move. Exactly. <laughs> That's what this theme is. Uh, it's about money moves. Yes. I should, so I shouldn't have said chess moves. I should have said money moves. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay. That's why you have me. So step into the two people who are making these yes, moves. It's, it's a back and forth. Lysander and Mustang. Yep. And Lysander has. Apple, Ajax, and Helios all in on this op and Diomedes and Diomedes mm -hmm. all in this operation Polyphemus. Mm -hmm. What's Polyphemus mean? Polyphemus is the name of the Cyclops from the Odyssey. Where do you remember the like he like eats Odysseus's friends? They like get trapped in the cave with him. Okay. And then they poke his eye out and then they try to escape the cave, but they can't. And then they like, he's got this herd of sheep. So they like tie themselves to the bottom of the sheep and the Cyclops can't see Polyphemus. And so he's like feeling the top of the sheep as they run out of the cave, but they're on the bottom side oh. hanging on. Sheep aren't that big, but <laughs> that's a cool story. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. I'm sure somebody will <laughs> fact correct me on that if it's wrong, but that's the gist. Nice. Good yeah. answer. I didn't realize it was that involved. I was trying to make a connection for why this was Operation Polyphemus. Yeah. I'm going to have to defer to Heather on that one. I don't know. Yeah. Where's Heather when you need her? Mm. So, uh, Lysander says to Ajax. And we'll let Nick take it away here. Operation Polyphemus is a sound strategy, I say. If it wasn't, then Helios and Apollonius wouldn't have supported it. I like how he added a little like... And Apollonius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, I a little like, haughtiness to the whole situation. Yeah. yeah. He and TGR do a good job of yeah. making Lysander sound like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds self-important. But anyway, um, this is like Lysander's strategy to, you know, fire the rail guns, try to take out Victor's fleet, and then that... Oh, That's the eye. Yep. Oh, there you go. Maybe. <laughs> and then kind of opens up the pathway for him to attack Phobos and this who's, way. Who's the sheep? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure okay. we're going to be able to make a connection Great. here. <laughs> Somebody maybe may, maybe the moon is the sheep and Lysander's trying to get under. Somebody who knows. I love of the moon. my mythology, but somebody may know the story better than I was and, and do better there. But yes, so. So Lysander's making chess moves. And he's like moving in. Basically came up with this whole plan for how they're attacking Mars. And, yes. And as we know, it ends up working. Like he's able to take Phobos. And it's interesting when they're talking about attacking Mars in last week's chapters, like 
Fear Knight's talking about how terrible the war on Mars is going to be. Like, it's going to be awful. It's going to be costly. It's going to be kill a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, and you can't even launch an Iron Rain unless you take unless you take Phobos, and you're never going to be able to take Phobos. And but then he takes Phobos. Lysander does exactly that. He gets kind of lucky in the process, but at the same time... I mean, it's, it's also... It's a gamble. Lysander and Mustang know each other well like from their past yeah so they spent time together so i feel like they're both kind of like i know he has a trick i know she has a trick you know but they don't they haven't been in enough battles yet to where like people know their moves because like you think about daryl like everybody knows daryl's gonna change the paradigm at some point and try something crazy yeah right and so like it's it's been it's like expected now and so nobody knows that lysander is going to do that type of stuff and like yeah. think outside the box and like attack with claw drills and sacrifice well he, he's not thinking ships. outside the box he's copying that's true that's right he is just nobody knows that he's just going to copy daryl's strategy yeah. <laughs> one for one right so like they're thinking you know kind of like along standard military tactics and that's what they're prepared for but this was just like a completely out of kind yeah. of left field attack. And the Lightbringer brings a whole yeah. new paradigm. Yep. And then also it just changes that they think that they're launching from actually just going to attack Mars itself and not just go for Phobos, which was a good move on, on Lysander's part. But let's, let's talk about Mustang. Yes. Yeah, so let's hear from Mustang from uh, Nick here. Lower the shield. I order directly to the shield officers. They stare wide eyed at me. I jerk my head at Holiday and she bursts up on grav boots and puts a rifle to the blue operator's temple. Finally, he lowers the shield. Were you annoyed at how much like everyone in the room was like, what are we doing? Well, the difference here is that her blues are not oppressed and risking death all the time. So they they feel like they have a voice, Mm -hmm. which is why they're like, like you can't just kill all those people mm-hmm. and then Kavix is like he, he has all these one-liners like yeah. animation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> triage triage that's what he says yeah uh yeah i mean i was just like i'm you know you know that i'm team listen to mustang at all times so i'm just like why yeah. are these fucking people questioning what's going on here like well i think Part of it too is she is not battle tested. Yeah, that's probably so. It. They're like, but why? Like, why would you do that? No one else would do that. She's mm-hmm. like, well, do you want some shields or no shields? Right. You know. Right. They're just not able to like think ahead in the way that like think yeah. nine moves ahead like yeah. she is at that point. And yeah, think of all these different moving parts yeah. and focused on uh, that area. So yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to see Lysander like launch this kind of out-of-the-box strategy where he's going for Victra and then launching this attack on Phobos, copying Darrow when he's attacking Phobos. But to see, like, how Mustang reacts to that and then she makes her own moves back and she almost beats Lysander in this moment. Like, she gets so close. If they could stop... She's needed 20 minutes. I know. If they could stop Lysander's strike team, if Holiday would go down there and stop him, then... Right. They would have been able to get the shields you back think it's on. it's Holiday's fault? 
if Holiday had done that, though, then Virginia probably would have died. That's true. In the next chapter. Well, not if she stops. Not if she keeps the shield up. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, they got so close. It hurts. It's like, I really wanted her to beat Lysander in this moment. But yeah. And then thinking about the ramifications of this, like, this is a huge deal now because you're thinking about Daryl going back to Mars at the end of this book. But Lysander and the society controls Phobos. So it's basically you're going to go back to a besieged Mars. Like it's going to be like Mercury was totally under siege. Like how is he going to get back on planet? Are we going to have like a retaking of Phobos? Like is Daryl going to have to launch some kind of attack on Phobos? With what army? Yeah. Well, he's got his armada now. He's got Diomedes on his side and he's got all the daughter's ships. Yeah. So, and he's got his obsidian. So maybe like I could see like red God opening with like Darrow attacking Phobos back, trying to take it back. Cause like they're kind of fucked if they don't get Phobos back. Right. They're just going to be like fighting a terrible war on Mars. They're just going to be under siege Let's forever. Blow it up. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> there we go. That's like blow up the entire moon. Yeah. We don't need it. I like that. We don't need a moon. Put a pin in that. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Ever heard of Rhea? But it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and like how Pierce makes that interesting, I think, because it's going to be hard to get Daryl back on planet if Phobos is under society control. Right. And it's going to be hard to like maybe he can duel with his launch it it's not gonna be hard to have like an interesting battle i feel like i guess you could just have them doing an iron rain on mars but that doesn't really like like how do republic forces like end them for good with that you know with with such an onslaught attack from Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out yeah it's like how do we end all of this in one book seems like there has to be (laughs) almost like a space battle above Mars and then going to deal with At- Atalantia after that. But yeah. I don't know. So I can't remember when, when we go to Darrow and Folsom Fa and Diomedes is out there. Lysander's captured, blah, blah, blah. It, the society still keeps hold of Phobos during all that. Yeah. Even I mean, though no one leave people behind. Yeah. Okay. Even though like, the heavy hitters aren't there anymore yeah okay yeah i mean they're still going to occupy it yeah and like the republic forces are all grounded on mars so they would have to like launch an attack from mars because mustang she grounds all the ships okay the whole fleet so they don't even have anybody flying around up there anymore so so there's defenses left on phobos but not the main leadership yeah yeah it's just like there it's going to be garrisoned and whatnot but they're just kind of hanging out and just like not letting anybody get off or on Mars. Yeah. And just basically like, you know, starving them to death probably. Hey, Mars makes her own food. <laughs> and, and helium. And helium. Helium. Yeah. Helium's yeah. good. So now that we've talked about the theme, let's take a little break from the chapters. We'll, we'll go back to them with our special guests. Yes. Please welcome to the Hallerpod stage. <laughs> The patriarch of Zeph Barbecue, star of Barbecue Showdown Season 2 <laughs> on Netflix, and our howler friend, Logan Sandoval. Welcome, sir. Hello, oh, Logan. My voice is all <laughs> fucked up, so I can't do the full howl. But thank you guys that was so much a, for having that me was back. A, a demure howl. <laughs> well, what's the a chapters flirt, we're going? A flirty. 
Slow howl. If the chapters are going into, I feel like it's like a little bit of a depressed howl because I feel like yeah, I have a yeah, lot to that's like, true. Uh, got a lot of, I got a lot of repertoire to give back to the community and the fandom. So uh, I, I, for everyone listening, I got dragged into this to be paid for my sins. So that's what I'm here for. Yes, so we we have come uh, to put you on Full the circle. whipping block. Yes, Logan, of course, joined us, I think, for the Lysander character study and the Darrow character study. Back in Dark Age. Back when we were doing... uh, Back when we were doing character study episodes. And Mm -hmm. you may know Logan as Zeph Barbecue on Instagram or Food food Truckery. I'm in and out of the discords. I'm like a a wraith. Like, I don't like to pay enough attention (laughs) to it. Do you have a howler name from the Fade to Obsidian? Nah, dude, I, I wish I did because, like, I'm in it out. Like, I pay the patrons. I'm, I'm a big supporter. Anyone that listens to this book, <laughs> reads the books, I'm a huge supporter because it's such a big, it's a big story to me and, like, who I am now. And, like, I'm just, I'm just about it. So I'll take whatever hell her name, like, <laughs> or something. I will, I'll take my strokes now. But, like, everyone in the Discord's call me Zeph, and, like, my name's up been for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I we the last time we talked was way back in the day, back in probably like late 2021. Yeah, something like that. I, just I think last time you came on right the pod. Faster. And if you guys remember, we did do an intervention on on Logan for his Lysander <laughs> he, fandom. He w- said Loon Invictus on all of our <laughs> memes. <laughs> I've been putting Loon Invictus per ordo on every single post for probably like a year and, and that's a half. public you can't take that back I can't I've actually tried to go back and delete them and someone's like frozen me in yes yes so if this is the first time people are listening to you tell us about yourself who are you why are yes, you here yes give us a little bio and tell us about your um, Netflix stardom yeah my Netflix, dude, even Netflix though you're stardom. more famous now because you're on Howler Pod <laughs> yeah, that is I told you guys I will always be back for the people who <laughs> always love me. I swear to God. No, my name is Logan Sandoval, and I am... Dude, I already got the I got the thing down now that I've done nice. all these interviews and shit. <laughs> yes. Logan Sandoval. Act like I you're am... on Netflix. <laughs> so, my name is Logan Sandoval. I am chef owner of Zeph Barbecue here in Simi Valley. We were rated um, one of the best new restaurants in California in 2021, and since then, we have exploded our pop-up and have turned into a catering business slash pop-up restaurant business we do traditional texas style barbecue through the lens of you know modern day cuisine so we do everything from fine dining we do seafood we do indian food we do hispanic we do asian which is my wheelhouse we do everything then and back again we have had three publications in los angeles times we have two publications in the new york times we have six publications in eater la we have two publications in eater national uh and there's a bunch of other like little stuff too um, on the side of all these different magazines and we've been internationally published. This man is bona fide, in other words. He's in, bona fide. Your Instagram is literal <laughs> food porn. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been thinking Aaron about eating. Gets, <laughs> Eric is always excited. I appreciate you guys. Do you know that. how much I love fried chicken sandwiches? You just posted a fried chicken sandwich. I was like, I, I would... If there is a fried chicken sandwich on the menu, I'm getting it. I know. That and taco got, salad. I've been like looking at Logan's food online for so long now, and I'm just like, God, I want that so bad. We, we want to come knows. visit you just to eat your food. Bro, everyone knows better than me. Like, yo, put a fucking word in Pierce Brown's ear. I don't even yeah. charge y'all. I, dude, I, will, I will cater the next Uh-oh. fucking howler dinner. I swear to God. <laughs> we, we got this. Uh, a lot of yeah. <laughs> But no, <laughs> a ton of food. 
But yeah, that's I've what you yeah, You need to I've be the next special chef for the Howard yeah. dinner. Yeah. Dude, Let's I would just give my so I'd sell my children, all three of them. Yeah, and it's just been a crazy couple of years with that barbecue, and we've been in a bunch of publications, and then j- most recently, um, well, most recently we were a top twelve barbecue restaurants in California, but before that, I was on the hit show Barbecue Showdown on Netflix, which was which was amazing. Sure. If you guys were at HowlerCon, <laughs> you guys saw Ben wearing a Zup Barbecue T shirt, which warmed yes. my soul so much. From the <laughs> Everyone was like, um, "Sick shirt!" <laughs> I just get a lot of compliments on the yeah. shirt. Yeah, well, dude, dressed me up it's in tie dye for eight episodes, and I was just like, "But it was a yes. lot of fun." It was very grueling. I went in with my fucking dick kind of hanging out a little bit and like, you know, going for next. And then in one of the episodes, I won't say which one, I kind of got chin checked and I kind of like came back from there. Um, not to spoil it. I did very yeah. well, but not you well enough. You did really well. Yeah. Uh, not, not as well as I could have. <laughs> but that's what I've been proud doing. of you. I think you were the star of the show for... Personality wise, yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I've gotten a ton of good feedback back and like, you know... There's a lot of brand deals going on right now. There's a lot of people talking. Like, it's been a lot of p- approach about opening up a restaurant, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. Um, you did a fucking know, April Fools. We all thought you opened a restaurant. I did, <laughs> but I would never move into that space. I, I, dude, I we were like, yeah. "Congrats, that's cool." <laughs> so were you? I'm so like, happy for my friend. <laughs> <laughs> So were you Bastard. and like 900, 900 other people. <laughs> that was the best April Fool's. That was probably the only April Fool's that got me. I know. I know. I was like, there was a lot of people that said that. Yeah. 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 Well, dude, and I Googled a bunch of like, like uh, schematics from different like barbecue restaurants in Texas. And I threw them up nice. there. And like my buddy who does all our menus, we like. We, it was we a well like, done prank. Yeah, we do what we can. So to wrap that up. I'm a kind of well-known person in barbecue in California. I've been on TV quite a bit now, <laughs> but my favorite thing to do is talk about Red Rising and be about Red Rising. Please and tell I, us I, about I, hanging out with Pierce at Comic-Con. I was tripping on mushrooms, so I don't... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the God's bread? I, I wasn't going <laughs> to out you. Weren't you wearing a tutu? <laughs> I was wearing a Sailor Moon outfit, yes, and I got separated from my group, and I found my way to... My signing. You have to have a buddy. I didn't need a buddy. My buddy was myself. (laughs) Yeah, God's bread. That's that's real shit. Yeah, and like I didn't like a true berserker. Yes, and I saw him at Comic Con (laughs) twice. The first day was a lot more like I got in line with a bunch of people, and it was cool to talk about um, because I had actually received the day before that, before Pierce was even there in San Diego, I was actually the first one to buy. With cash money, because I was the first one online, an actual like copy of, you know, Hell Lightbringer yeah. before the arc versions, before the pre-sales and everything. I was the first yeah. one in the first line at Comic Con, six days ahead of before it was released. And you didn't mail like it to us? <laughs> no, that's mine, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, no, it was a really cool experience. But then the next day, you know, like me and my friends were partying. We do it every year. Um, my buddy Kirby, who's also my sous chef, his dad is one of the guys that started Comic Con back in the late. 70s early 80s so he gets free tickets every year we did it on the floor on exhibition day and so it was, it was a lot of fun um, but yeah i got really nervous the second day because i was standing in line and like my trip was just like setting on more and more and i was like what <laughs> talking about? and so like i got my um and you're in a sailor moon dress <laughs> skirt sailor moon skirt okay there's a big difference between a dress and a skirt yeah. the moon? oh I, i've seen all the episodes <laughs> if you go to instagram you can see these things in live uh fashion it was a lot of it was a lot of fun it was a lot it was a lot of fun but the second day 
it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. And he signed both my PB doodles, like original uh, Ragnar and Lorne nice. drawings. Like, Those are the OG ones that have been. Yeah. Uh, everyone that's listening to this should probably have a print or a, a sticker from PB doodles at this point. And yeah. I have yeah. OGs. And I also have it tattooed on my chest, which is an extreme part of <laughs> yes. Howlers. Yes, you're, you have like the original drawings, right? You're one of the tattooed yeah. Howlers. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. Flash it. If you're not watching YouTube right now, you, you missed the nips, I, nip slip. Everyone just saw a nip. No, but yeah. So it, was, it was a lot of fun, but the whole Sailor Moon outfit. And like Pierce was just like, the confidence. I am I am impressed. I was like, so, <laughs> it took me a long time to get here. And dude, I was in the back line. I had to like fucking, I had to fucking like uh, sweet talk one of the security guards because the line had been cut off. And so I was oh. like, you got to like, like, I need these things signed. And you only yes. have two things signed, and like I like rolled up with like a, a flag that another howler here in Simi Valley had given me, and like there's a bunch of stuff, and I was like, I need to get the PB Doodle shit signed. Yeah, and yeah. she was so stoked too when I talked to her. Nice, nice. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. so fun. So, yeah, to, to we loved hearing about it. We yeah we uh, we were were we driving to Oklahoma when he was Texas, at Texas? Yeah, to te- oh to, for a wedding. Yeah. yeah, we were driving to Texas, and we were running. Uh, Logan to like live stream, but he was like, "Sorry, I'm too fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> the fucking word of whiskey guys were there too. I'm just like, yeah, we're I'm like, we need updates. Guys. You're like, I can't use my phone. I'm too much. <laughs> fucking dude, my phone is trying to eat my hand right now. Like, I'm, just trying to, like, I'm trying to like knock out this line because I really want this shit signed. <laughs> anyway, the moment because he's because I've met him a couple times before now, and he always calls me like Baby Ragnar. And like, dude, yes. the moment he was just like, "What's up, Logan?" I was just like. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> dude, cool. Like, I just need this shit signed. I need really be cool, need to be go. cool, be cool. Dude, sorry, I'm sweaty. So much. And, and, like, I've been sitting in that line for like 45 minutes because, like, when I f- went to try to go get in the line, I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm coming up, being and out." And then, like, I got there, and the line was fucking like 120 people deep. And I was like, "Jeez, shit. yeah, he's popular, man." It's getting more popular. I mean, I tell you what, when we all started yeah. reading this shit, it was not like this. You know, the no. first, right. of, even when I went to go buy, I remember. Not long story for a short story. I remember when they were handing out copies of Red Rising for free right. at Comic Con back in 2013. You know, That's 14, awesome. whatever, whatever. Yeah, you got to yeah. shell so out just like, $27. Yeah, I think like for Howler the Con. copy, it was like 40 I know. And now there's <laughs> like Con really special was editions. Like, for me, that was like, wow, this is actually like, it's really. This is cool. It's yeah. pretty serious. It's grown. We're it's cool starting to, It's starting to grow. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Well, we're, we've. We've enjoyed this journey with you. I know it's been awesome to watch your rise. Like you're just you're my hero, man. It's been cool. Aww. You're the you're, you're the, the only person we know. I think I don't know who's been on TV. That's probably not true. But, <laughs> but like that for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, will tell you what, I, I, do, I do appreciate that shit. When when Ben was like, "What are we into this week? We're watching. We're into watching Logan." Yes. And, and Aaron was like, yes. he's like more famous than Pierce now. I was like, yes. in a fucking meeting. Because like, yeah. he's here now. Dude, I was so fucking living and dying watching that show. I was so yeah. into it. And I don't, I don't even wow. like, I don't like reality because it gives me anxiety. But I had to root for you. So I appreciate like, oh it, God. dude. And that was it was a cool show too because it really let me like dude, I was showing my ass on that show. I was doing some cool shit because yeah. Dude, I have to worry about food costs and like like making sure shit gets paid here. 
But dude, when they're like, here's some of the best meat you can get in the country. Here's some of the best tools you can use in the country. Here's some of the best yeah. like, equipment you can use, the best wood. I was like, let's fucking go, man. And those were yeah. long days, too. They were long, long yeah. days. Some of those challenges were like seven, eight hours long. Oh, my Jeez. gosh. Yeah, it was, it was grueling. The it was grueling. I was out there for like a month and a half. So a month Dang. and a half of fil- filming in, in Georgia. And yeah. then you can't like tell anyone what for the outcome is until it comes up. Yeah. Wow. Do you tell your family? You guys, right? I told you guys. No, no we, we uh, had no idea. Oh, I thought no. I did. Not, I told my family, but like the Indian I think you had hinted you were doing something to me at one point, but yeah, it was like. <laughs> it was a dude, secret. Yeah. The NDAs are from Netflix are insane. Like, I, can't, yeah. I can't even. <laughs> You're like, I can't put until, that in writing. No, and I can't, I can't compete again until May, like on TV. Wow. Yeah, oh, I can do wow. like other shit. Like I, I filmed with Cedric yeah. the Entertainer and some other people leading up to this. I still have a contract with TaySmith, but. But other than that, like I can't like, dude. I'm trying to win more money, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm fucking like. Well, I'm sorry. Great, we, but unless we don't. Money, huh? We don't pay here at Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you owe us money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the OGs. You guys are the OGs. Uh, I appreciate All right, it. let's. And, oh, w- let's. As always, thank you for coming. Like Aaron's like, Come yes, on, Aaron, let's fucking go. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Lightbringer. Yes. Okay. I need to hear about your. I I've kind of talked to you about this, but I want to hear about your Lightbringer experience. Tell me. Insta reaction. What were your thoughts? What big, was your experience like? Yeah. Hit, hit it all for me. It. I mean, it was. I mean, it was grueling. I thought. And and it was grueling in a different way because when you read these books, because you too, I've used come, to like Lysander, I'm just kidding. I did. I fucking did. We'll I was get like, into that later. Uh, God, I hate you guys. <laughs> but, no, it was just, it was a lot to take in. And especially with like, we're so used to, I don't know. Like we're so used to just like the, the grind of war, especially now. Like I, like iron gold was just so traumatizing. Like I, f- I feel like I still have like PTSD uh-huh. from that book. I, I really do. It, it's, it's a lot. And it is, I mean, I don't know how many pages that book that, but it's like 900 pages of just like an ass whooping. And everyone from Virginia to Darrow to Severo, like everyone across the board just gets a fucking tooth knocked out. And like as much mm-hmm. as I wonder like... In Dark for, Age? You know, yeah. Dark Age, Dark Age, Dark, yeah. dark Age. I'm sorry. But it was just, it, it was just such a, a, like a sloth, like a slug through that entire book because it was so... <laughs> and, and like, and I'm, a, I'm a glutton, and I'm a glutton for pain. So I've listened to that book like probably like 50 times and I've probably read it like 15 <laughs> In the past, like two years, that or three years, five years. Some people say Dark that. Age was their favorite. I'm like, you I guys know. are gnarly. Yeah, Dark Age is my favorite. No yeah. way. I love Dark. You like I being punished? Yes. And then of course, <laughs> always Golden Sun. It'll. Always, I don't give a fuck what yeah. the fandom says. Golden Sun nice. is always second. You don't um, like a happy ending. <laughs> I guess I don't. Now that we were like. Yeah, and you know, Iron Gold to me was a big build up and you know, but Dark Age was just like I've listened to that last five chapters more times than mm. I could like. Mm-hmm. And I've gone back and highlighted and reread it so many times too, because like when you are someone like us who've been with the, the fandom and with the series since like literally the jump since like we're going on yeah. damn near ten years now, you know. Yeah. And when you see these 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 characters and these emotions get pulled through it. It's insane to see. So when we I read Lightbringer, it was almost like, and like don't judge me, but like I didn't I don't I didn't think I knew who Darrow was anymore, going mm-hmm. through the, through the book. This was not the Darrow. Like I know 
the Reaper. And maybe that's because that's the way my brain works. That's how I read the Mm -hmm. books. But like I was more used to the Reaper. So I was kind of shook seeing Darrow and Darrow becoming Mm -hmm. who he is. And then like, because we're we're doing full spoilers, right? Yep. Yes. And then, and then getting the fucking spoiler warning. Spoiler warning for everyone across the fucking world. <laughs> but to get the boy band back together of Darrow, Cassius, and Severo, I was just like, all right, like, do that. I'm fucking, and like, dude, they go through the Apollonius thing. They get, they get, they, they spring themselves around and yeah. then it's just misery. So we're going through this. It's the same old Severo in a mech suit in a hallway and fucking Cassius. Yeah. And Darrow, yeah. they've never, they've never lost like a step. You know, they're yeah. still banging. They're still in tandem which is insane to me because you have to be in like I don't know if you guys have ever been in martial arts or if you guys have ever boxed or any of that stuff. Like when you're body Not motion, I. When... <laughs> yeah. no, I have never <laughs> been hit in the face. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as fun as it looks. I'm telling you. Uh, that's why I have a call. That's why I have my headphone in. No, but like to see them all rejoin together, you're just like, "Fuck yeah, dude! This is the fucking shit." And then mm. they get out the other end, and like it's just like, it's just that, that like that that madness of sitting on a ship together. Like everything's awkward. Everything hurts. You know, mm. and this is even before we find out about Ulysses, Ulysses or or anything else. Like, you know, there's so much that's unsaid between Daryl and Severo. Which I think pulls us all at our heartstrings because everyone has a best friend, you know, and everyone has mm-hmm. someone that will drag their life through fire for you. And to see mm-hmm. someone that has done that and then did it, and now you had to do it for them in return, and he's kind of like, "Why'd you even fucking rescue me? Like I'm, I've been fucking chilling and in duck pipes and eating rats." <laughs> yeah. And was what was he taking? Dicks? No, you, no. I'm sorry. He was taking ears. 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 He thought dicks about were, dicks. Dicks too, were too He talked big. about dicks. They're too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> the, the gold. I mean, you know the gold, man. They fucking yeah. Hanging. Right. But no. So like the fact that that's the first. <laughs> sorry, it's been a while. But it's, that's the first like quarter, like the first quarter of the book. It it set the stage for what I think Pierce really wanted to accomplish with more character building and like I've seen the interviews and I've looked at the other stuff and like. Even fast forwarding into like, because we're doing, we're, we don't have to do the chapter, we're doing the whole thing right now, right? Yeah, uh-huh. just your whole but reaction even like, to the book, yeah. But even propelling yourself into something like the conversation with Quicksilver, you know? Mm-hmm. I When I first read the books, I was not a father. I didn't know what having kids was. I didn't know what being a father was or having to protect my household was. And, and then I read three. the books. And I'm, well, I have two. The third one's due in like a week and a half, two weeks. Oh so my gosh. We're, we're, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> You already you is... sold your unborn child earlier. <laughs> you yeah, said you'd you sell them, you all three them. kids. I'll fuck get... No, Delani, I want to keep my oldest. I want to keep. You can have the boys. Okay. They're fucking crazy. But, <laughs> no, but like now as a father and like rereading these chapters and I'm not like the Quicksilver thing and we'll talk about it another day probably like off. But like I I read it initially. Cause I read the books first and then I listen to them. And then when I, mm-hmm. when I see something or I hear something that I want to like revisit, I'll go back and reread it. Like, because it, reading it, I feel such holds so much more weight to me. And mm-hmm. so listening, like reading it and almost like as a father, like pushing it out of my mind, you know, and, and just kind of being like, I can't, I can't fucking imagine. And then listening to it, which is even more horrific. And then going back and rereading it. The father-son dynamic through these these entire books between Fishner and Severo, Daryl mm-hmm. and his father, you know, now, mm-hmm. you know, with um with uh I'm drawing well, who were just, with, with Quicksilver and his and his children that we never fucking knew about. <laughs> and if you're gonna tell me, if you're a parent out there and you're listening to this and you're gonna tell me that you wouldn't do that to that gold, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I fucking would. <laughs> I don't know if I'd so do like, that to anyone. That's brutal. I think opening up these dynamics in this book is so much to like round it out. It's like, is so much different than what we've seen in the last five books. You know, the last yeah. five books have been so engaged in the war, the, the scale, the, the, the dynamics. Yeah, we're kind of like starting war. to come back. We're, we're starting to pull back to that very first book where we see how vulnerable Daryl really truly can be, how Quicksilver really can be, how, how Cassius really can be, you know, like, and mm-hmm. like, I think people forget too that Cassius, I mean, Ben, I know you love Cassius and shit. I love Cassius <laughs> now. But, watch what you say. Yeah, no, I don't watch. <laughs> but like seeing all of these like father-son dynamics through the books and now how they're all kind of like culminating. Because like what even broke my heart even more was when, when Virginia went to go visit um, mm. packs at the, yep. and yeah. I know it's a very brief, Dude. I know it's a very blip. I don't think enough people talk about it because I've listened to other podcasts. I've heard other. I like, teared up this the second time through it. It kind of like it. Kinda I bet my you heart. did. You have children. <laughs> well, dude, if my daughter, because my daughter's my oldest, and my daughter's like my, my shadow, like I love her to mm-hmm. death and shit. If my daughter came out to me and approached me like that, even if I was a sovereign, it would it would take a toll. But then you know, Virginia has to like be that person in that spot at that time you know mm-hmm. what yeah. else was fucking crazy in the book <laughs> what did you think of Bolsung Fa yeah tell me about Con the dude, I'm not I, I tell clang, you what dude I hope, I hope like don't like I like how it played out yeah I really hope Pierce isn't listening to us, but I was I was a little bit disappointed in the play out of Volsung Volsung Fa because like you didn't like that life, he was like a pixie I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. it was a bitch. Like, like, look, yeah. given, <laughs> given to get to the point that you're at to be that person, be Ragnarok. Obviously, you've had to come so far. And I wish yeah. his first two lives would have bled a little bit more into his last life, a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because when we finally meet him and we finally see it, like, in my, and you guys know how much I fucking stand for obsidians. Like, yeah. Yeah. Pierce named me Little Ragnar. Like, dude, like, I. <laughs> and like, he was like I'm, the biggest, baddest. And like, he was the. He was the fucking obsidian, you know, and to hear him like and like to read about how he like wears a velvet robe and he has to take this. <laughs> this motherfucker was a he was a menace in yeah. Yeah. this dude was yeah. right. this dude like started Pierce on his horror writing, you know? Yeah. What I mean? yes. like, you yes. know like he let, but at the same time, like how it rounded out with like his troops and his people really truly seeing who he was, it did make sense in the long run, because like if you are working for someone like fucking Atlas. Which mm-hmm. is like insane, and I yeah. do like that dynamic between someone like Atlas, who we have seen as just like a prime prim gold, who is like who's really about war, who really is he is he's what's it I fucking I'm not up to date as much as I used to be. His he's the what not, the the death, fear knight the fear knight. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about someone being the fear knight? That is the <laughs> fucking fear knight. Like that guy's terrifying. Shit. Yeah, you know that guy so is scary. terrifying. Man. Across the board, you know, and, and just like every just, single chapter of the book, he got scarier. It was just like everything he did until was just... he died. But is it him who died? No, I'm just kidding. That's what I'm fucking saying. But I will, and like to like I don't. Excuse me, we're jumping around, dude. The the dust the the uh the dust maker scene. Mm. He's mm. actually. Yeah, the dust, or, with, but he's no, actually he's talking about the Helios oh, dustmaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, dude, I literally was gauntlet. sitting there reading. I was just like, 
That is, that is, <laughs> that is prime. That is chef's kiss. Good yes. story writing because this, and it just goes back to the way the goals are built. Like they don't give a fuck about, and this is, yeah, this, the only reason I'm like going through this whole thing is so we can talk about Lysander is like, when you look at people, <laughs> like at, at Lanny is a fucking sycophant, right? She's a fucking psychopath. She yes. has yeah. no chance being fucking, you know, anywhere near sane ever again. But if mm-hmm. you talk to the true, if you talk to someone like Romulus, if you talk to someone like Diomedes, if you talk to someone like, even like Dio or fucking like the Fear Knight, they're not so concerned about being powerful or being emperor or emperatus or fucking or, or sovereign or anything. They want the people to stay in line for the future of the human race. They mm-hmm. want people to fall in line and be privy to the fact that like this is all a joint effort this is all a joint right. effort you know, it seem like yeah, i know i know i just where have all the shepherds chapter, right? <laughs> where have all the dude i can picture that where have all the shepherds gone like, dude, I'm like dude, reading those chapters this is before i found out what he did at the end but i was just like that's my man right there that's my man oh no well He's now that we're talking about it Let's address the elephant in the room. You've been a loon supporter until you read this book. Can we? Invictus. Invictus. I want to hear. Like like, when, when, when in this book were were you like, fuck, now I have to rescind my former support. Put a fucking bullet in fucking (laughs) Cassius's head. You know what? I can't can't forgive. It took that long. Yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. (laughs) I can forget. I don't forget a lot of shit, and like everyone knows my Instagram now. I will forgive Alexander. Okay, time and place, yeah. sick shitty situation okay. across the board. Okay, yeah, Rona, <laughs> sorry your jaw, jaw got fractured. Yeah, I, I get it, but you fuck with Cassius, like dude, one of the prime guys from the beginning, man. I and I also since Rona, I I cannot fucking believe. I know Pierce had like I hope he has a wheel wheelbarrow. To carry his fucking balls around, <laughs> how fucking huge they are. Doing that, like yeah. killing could, Cassius. I read that and I, I literally thought like you're like he's gonna pop back up or it was a fucking clone mm. or like. And mm. then the book ends and I'm just like, Bet. Yep, he's so dead. obviously I don't like Loon. I really don't and, like fucking Loon. Yeah. <laughs> Going into the book, what were you hoping for, Lysander? I mean, and everyone knows too, I had a really high expectations, especially when it was like, I was in the room when, when Pierce Brown released the names of the books and like he solidified like, oh, like Lightbringer and like, mm-hmm. when we talk about Selenius or his lineage and stuff like, oh, like Loon, Moon, like Reflection of the Sun, like he's bringing the light. I could even get through it when he was even like, you know, talking about like renaming the Lightbringer and like, I could even forget, like I was really hoping he would let go of the mind's eye really dig deep as a militant and like as a general and as like someone who mm-hmm. wants to be sovereign through this book somehow maybe kill atlantia honestly because mm-hmm. that bitch is that late, still sorry. might do that yeah that'd be cool he could still do that if he's got the gonads but like that lady, <laughs> <laughs> that whole family lineage is just terrifying i was um, saying that last week in the podcast like Atlanti- Atlantia is just such a fun character at this point. She's yeah. so she's like so evil, mustache twirling evil. It's, Are you fucking it's, kidding? That lady's good. that lady's terrifying. That lady like yeah, yeah. she's she's scary. That whole family, uh, but also she she'll do she anything. Revels in it though. She's like having so much fun I at the same fucking time. Fucking love my legion. <laughs> yeah, but I have like a good also, idea. Dude, she's in like she's in like death houses. Fucking yeah, doing, she's. Got really some sick, twisted. Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lysander ain't never no, done that she's shit. She's evil. 
And like honestly, when the book opened and the first, you know, the first couple life center chapters came and went, I was really hoping like because the dude's still honorable. The fact that he stood in in the the place of 120, what was it called? In the in on the platform in in Rome. Yeah, in the Rome. Oh, the two hundred. The two hundred. The Colosseum. The two hundred. Is it two hundred? It was in the Colosseum. Yeah. yeah. When he knuckled down and stood up to Atlantia, especially after fucking everyone getting like taken and his home, like dude, Atlantia, like dude, like he had to give up. Uh, Glarastes. Gla- gla- yeah, gla- which was another yeah. one where I was like, damn, Pierce is really setting ship shit up because we all, even though he worked for the bad guys, we all grew to love him in Dark Age because he was a true patriot for his planet that dude really yeah. thought and really wanted and he was to be good well. at inventing mm-hmm. and fixing things yeah he's mm. a master i mean maker. that was a it was a great speech we got to give lysander that yes and he really did love glorastes but he sold him that's what we were saying last week is like this is a tr- i felt like this that's was kind a of turning a point turning point for him where it's like we're it's not <clears throat> you can tell that it's it's hurting him emotionally that he has to kill Glorastes, or he's killing Glorastes by what he's doing, but at the same time he's doing it because his goal is larger, and he wants to bring peace. I know. I just feel like it. It's it's the first in many steps where it's just like Lysander's willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm just gonna say that's what I've been saying for the last like, <laughs> years, but it got ugly but, in this book. Yeah, it got ugly. It got really, and like and even. And it's been a while since I've like really like talked to anyone about this too. Like, was I mean Ben? I'm asking Aaron. I'm not asking you. Was <laughs> Cassius a like? Is he worth the sacrifice for the betterment of the people? You're asking Ben. No, I'm asking you because I know I know <laughs> Ben's answer. <laughs> this is a biased conversation. I I don't think Cassius's death betters anybody. <laughs> I agree. I yeah, I really that really hit me hard. Uh we'll obviously talk about it when we get to those chapters, but I really wish Cassius would have walked away. Yeah. He couldn't though. He could have been like, Hey Darrow, Lysander has a bioweapon. He said, I must. I must. I must. Yeah. Anyways. (laughs) You mustn't. (laughs) I know. I I really it really threw me. It did. I didn't. I yeah. did not. Do you feel Even um like, empty now? Like now that you're letting Loon and Victus go, do you, are you championing anyone else? Cause you kind of <laughs> you kind of liked not. I think you doing just doing really whatever everyone else did. I think you, you know? have to really throw in with the obsidians now, don't you? So like after hours and hours of therapy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> And coming to terms with the fact that he was not the man that I thought he was in our relationship. Um, yes. I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I mean, I, if there was anyone on the book that obviously I want to throw in with Darrow, cause that's, that's my boy. That's my, my boy from the jump. But like, if I was going to sure. throw with anybody, I don't know if the obsidians are ready. Honestly, I don't know if Volga's ready. I don't know if Lear is ready to be part of that. Um, mm-hmm. I think Lear had a pretty big coming to terms with herself in this book because of the fact that like, Yo, like everyone has superpowers. Every everyone's fucking invincible. Every everyone's a fucking dragon. Like, not no pun intended, but like everyone's a dragon. Everyone's a monster. Mm-hmm. When you get out of the fucking mines and you let mm-hmm. go of something that could have, and I swear to fuck, I swear to God, dude, when I heard him say <laughs> that Red God was gonna be the seventh book, I was like, 
fucking Lyria done. Like he's yeah, like, some, someone what? else. Did you say that? Someone no, said that. So it was yeah. Some yeah. Was like, people had sent that into us. Yeah. Because she's gonna become like this, like this crazy. She like, would have been a red god. Sentient. Yeah. But, but she do you like, think it's still dormant? Like, you think it's hanging out in there? <laughs> you think Matteo did the sneaky sneaky? I don't. I don't know because now she's like, oh. you know, when she was like literally like he can activate her. Like, <laughs> they fucked maybe? off though. They're in the next yeah. galaxy yeah. over. But yeah, did they, they though? <laughs> did they? It, these are good did questions. They? Just an asteroid like rolls up to Mars, <laughs> and, then, and then Larry is like, <laughs> and they all actually roll out. And they're all fucking just like. <laughs> yeah. Obsidian's time ten. It's like these like meshed all the little kids. Like I'm just like robots now. fucking everywhere. Oh, uh, let's talk about this week's chapters. So we just got done going through chapter summaries. Our theme for this week: really good start to this like battle on Phobos and on Mars. Mm-hmm. So what were you thinking like at this point? We like Lysander's got a pretty pretty good strategy. Um, how are you evaluating these ch- chapters and? The first time, and then coming back here, like the second time, you're you're rereading them. Yeah, um, Lysander falling in the rain. He he threw up in his spit tube. I don't know if, <laughs> if you noticed that hey, he's a bitch. So did Darrow. So did Cassius. So did Darrow so didn't throw up. Right? I think he did. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they all. Throw I thought, up. or they at least they swallowed it down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But even like, but also talking don't about shit your suit. World, but also talking about like world building from someone like Pearson. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just to get off on a second, like, dude, when they talk about, like, Lysander taking the spit tubes from the place mm-hmm. that, like, Darrow's people used to go in the spit tubes. And yeah, that he I love down. that line. And there's, like, yeah. there's like stains and stuff. It's just, like, I didn't think, and I've read a lot of books. I've read all the Ender Games. I'm a huge Dune person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I rip through, like, fiction podcasts. I'm a big story guy. I fucking love make-believe. I love pretend. Mm-hmm. I love space operas. And I didn't think that Pierce Brown could improve. But I'm going to tell you right now, I am so glad that he slagged fucking like 800 pages out of the first fucking book. Because <laughs> this dude just just like painting pictures, man. He yeah. just yes, out here just, yes. just doing the damn thing. But <laughs> leading up to this battle, one, I didn't ever think it was going to happen. Because everyone's been yeah. talking about fucking attacking yeah. Mars for right. a millennia, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And like the way they describe it, like obviously Mars is impenetrable, especially with Phobos and the way they build it up and everything. I was like, my thing was... I don't want to, I don't, if, if there was a ranking system, right? If there was like a, like a, you guys are, you like sports, right? You guys like balls mm-hmm. and throwing stuff. <laughs> if there was, if there was like a ranking balls. system, like. Yeah, I like balls. Love balls. Not, <laughs> I fucking adore them. <laughs> I like, dude, I don't want to fuck with like Daryl and Severo. My second place is I don't want to fuck with Virginia or. Yeah. Uh, or Victra. Victra. That's, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and, like, the fact that, like, when she's talking about, like, you know, like, oh, w- women's scorn or whatever, like, that was the best mm-hmm. you can come up with. Like, oh, like, what can, yeah. like, what do you think it meant when, like, they've sold my husband as meat and they've right. nailed my kid to a fucking tree? <clears throat> tree. Rap yeah. like, IMD. I was just like, <laughs> She's yeah. like, I'm going to so, be like, fine. <laughs> I yeah. got this. And the, and the, Anytime Victor the, shows up in this book, she's being a badass. Oh, she's just on a hundred. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think this is giving Victor a lot of justice too. I mean, she is like probably like my top 
four or five characters in the book series because we don't get enough from her but i think pierce does that on purpose because she is a closed off person Mm -hmm. like she's written that way she her personality is that way it's the whole thing with darrow and the gardens and just like being like on guard with him and him being on guard with her i think that how she's written on purpose but like now that we're seeing like holy shit not are not only are you a fucking babe not only are you a gangster but like dude you are literally like tearing through people you can command a whole fleet you, like spoilers ahead, you fucking can tear off Ajax's fucking head. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so I don't thrust the hell. Yeah. Pound, pound your chest. <laughs> oh, dude, I can, I can picture it. You know, I can see it yeah. in my mind's eye. You know, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> but like leading up to this, I was, it was very much like, I'm, I was finally, I was happy that it finally like happened. But mm-hmm. I was also very nervous because like, I think a big part of these chapters, especially eighteen through twenty five, is scale. You know, because we read these yeah. books a lot of time, like we really, like I have a hard time understanding scale. But when mm-hmm. they talk about moving millions of people off of Phobos or to to like places in Phobos, I'm like, how do you even like picture that in your mind? Right. You know? yeah. and, and talking about like yeah. having a show one day, and like, you know, we look at Game of Thrones, we look at the Halo series. You know, we look at all these different shows. You know, it's it's hard to grasp that in in a in a in in your minds. Eye, so I, <laughs> but I was like, okay. how many? No more are mind's eye. I We're just off a mind's eye all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think these chapters do a good job in just like understanding where like Virginia and you know Victor stand with this coming in. You know, they would love to be with their husbands. They would love to be standing with them, but like. They can't all they have each other. And like the, the respect that Victor has built to Virginia because they were so rocky in the last book is very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I like what you said about scale. And like, I thought yeah. just thinking back about the way this battle was written, it's actually like very easy to follow what's going on and you're in it and you get like what Lysander's goal is and what he's trying to yeah. do. And you can see the scale and then you can see how like Mustang's trying to counteract that and like how her strategy is going to work. Like, yes, he's gotten the shield down. Yes, he's dumping all these soldiers onto the moon and they're burrowing into the inside, but she's trying to trap them in there. And then basically you have a kill box and just get rid of them all. And you're like, oh, she's almost there. Yeah. Um, and he and just makes that, that scene, that seems like so complicated. <laughs> I know. I, I was going to say, so my first time through, I listened. And then uh-huh. the second time through, I read, I've been reading mm-hmm. the book and like, it's, it is easier to follow and understand because mm-hmm. I keep like rereading like, oh, okay. Because I, Scale and then location confuses me a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, was, where are we? Too. Yeah, yeah. And so I, that's why I like the rereads because you're, not, I'm not as anxious about what's gonna happen because mm-hmm. I know story wise. So then I can focus on like those cool details, details that yeah. Pierce adds to to build that scale. One thing I really loved was when Lysander shot out the spit tube and then he's all like disoriented because he's, he's like, like, I'm an insect flying towards the moon, but. Mars is in like yeah. and it's like you're in space and that would be so crazy. <laughs> and it and I think he's written that way very well because like we hark back to like Dark Age with his like comfort like we brush away light resistance you know and, yes. and the fact that like he's finally and like I'm not standing over like Lysander anymore or anything but I'm just saying <laughs> he's become a very um not profitable what's what's the word like he's proficient. Commander, yeah. leader, yes. Yes. soldier. You know, he's seen the Ladon. He's gone through it. He's the one that fucking came home with, with, with Darrow's 
good a strategist for sure. Yeah, he's a great strategist. You know, with with the light yeah. bringer and bringing that in and stuff. But like the the scale and like the fact that he's like anything can happen right now. And like the fact that Pierce is mentally unstable. Like he could have just pulled <laughs> Lysander out of the air in a second. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which which is like insane. But like, dude, the moment he hits that planet, he's like, okay, we're here. Let's fucking this gang shit. Let's fucking get these fucking <laughs> yeah. yes. Dude, like I would love. He's dude, ready to I would kill love, everybody. And you have to be like if you were, if you yeah. were in that situation, you would have to be just yeah. like so overly abundant in just aggression and just like being part of this fucking. Conundrum. Either that, or you'd be frozen. Yep, and I think that's <laughs> a great call out, like about what you said about Lysander, like being in danger, in like real danger. Because yeah, for me, this section of the book, like I honestly, I thought this, I thought Mustang was gonna get dirted during this. Like I was like. Is he really going to do this? Like, yeah. is he no, going to do this? No, I kept thinking, who's going to save Mustard? Because she, <laughs> yes. she can't die. Oh, and I was like, in, and he's she... earned that credibility, you know? Like, he's got that. Yeah. I would At believe least take it. her that... hostage. Or yeah. Apple taker, yeah. When she, when he's trying to, like, penetrate the actual yeah. like, sphere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was gnarly, too, because then they, like, when Kavik, like, shouts out, like, yo, like, he's aping Darrow with the, <laughs> yeah. but then, but then Virginia, like, turns on her heel and just, like, no, he's, like, evolved it because now there's pods on top of yeah. the, the claw drills that release berserkers and then two golds per berserker <laughs> it's legion. crazy, to yeah. Follow, and I'm just, like, why didn't Darrow do that in Morningstar, bro? Like, why didn't <laughs> man? Yeah. We could have saved Rogue. We're adding to it. That's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's it's really exciting. We we wanted to open the floor. Yes, the last thing we that wrap we, up. Yeah, before we wrap up the interview, we do want to give you, you know, the stage for you to apologize for just years <laughs> of, of Lysander truthery. You're gonna wait for like, like the later <laughs> If you want to take it, yeah, you are coming back. The spoilers. He is coming back at the end of the season. To yeah, talk. maybe we'll wait for if this. If you want to think about that, because he just, doesn't like, feel bad yet. Craft like a written no, apology as... or something like that. You know, <laughs> no, we can no, no, we I can post it, a statement. No. You know, whatever. As of right now, he's not sorry yet. I mean, because you no no. As of right, okay, I got it. I, you know, as of right now. Like, Dude, shut up. <laughs> this is an official Aaron. statement from Zef Barbecue. Dude, Aaron's, been, dude, Aaron's been running me for the past fucking like three years on this shit. Dude, she's been waiting for this moment for so long. How dare you? As of right now, how the chapters stand, you know, like, I mean, he does suck. And like, we know what's coming at the end. But like, as of right now, like, dude, I would really like to apologize, you know, to absolutely fucking no one. Because... <laughs> We're not to the end of the book yet, all right? Get the fuck out of here with that shit. He still all can right. redeem himself right now. He still That's can redeem official, himself. Official quote. The official statement is out Fucking there. at me. Find me on Instagram. Find me. We appreciate me. you. And you my personal page is zef.daddy. Come find me. Let me know how you feel. I know. There, okay, were, we're there like, were a few times I was talking to like Cross and stuff. I was like calling you Zef Daddy, and I'm like, why do I keep calling him Zef Daddy? And I was like, oh, it's your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like all, all fucking bullshit. I had to I'm like, did like I come up with that myself? Zef Daddy? <laughs> did you? It flows right off the tongue. No, I don't think Were so. Were you the Oops. one that said that originally? No. So I made my personal bit. And <laughs> she's like, no, no. I pulled oh, my headphones man. out. <laughs> well, we this got, has been uh, incredibly fun. And yes. We, all right, we got, absolutely, we got 84 uh, 
84, Life Center, Hangar 17B. That is yep. 64 okay. more chapters, right? As of right we'll now. Wait, we'll wait, await our apology. Yes. So I'll we'll, we'll like talk. We'll, we'll have you back. And uh, we appreciate you coming on so much. This has been an awesome yes. conversation. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for gracing us with your famous <laughs> presence. Tell the people one more time <laughs> where they can find you. You can find me at zef.barbecue on Instagram. You can follow, find me at zef.daddy on Instagram for my personal page. Go watch my Netflix. It is streaming all the way through. All episodes are out. Barbecue Showdown Season 2. I'm on a lot of taste-made stuff. I have a couple things on Food Network. Just just Google me and all my shit comes up. You He's can a hear fucking about star. Fucking... And look at his food porn. <laughs> yeah, you can hear about how much I love Lysander like three years ago. You know, podcast. Yes, also, you can go back and listen to podcast. our old Holler Pod episodes. <laughs> yes, yes. And I am into this week uh, Scavenger's Rain. Oh, okay. What is, what's it what is, what is that? It's a, it's a show on HBO which, which really stemmed off of an old show off of uh, Adult Swim back in the day. But now there's a full like 12 episode. They're 20 minutes a piece. It's super cerebral. It's very fucking psychedelic. I Savage's Rain? Scavenger's Rain. Scavenger's, Scavenger's. Rain. I'm gonna check that out. Scavenger's but very Rain. like very that sounds like space, something we would very... like. Yes. I like space. I'm gonna look it up. Alright. All right. I've been thinking well, about that all fuck. day. Because that was my favorite part. What are you gonna do this week? <laughs> we appreciate well, you, brother. Thank you for being our special right. guest and we'll yes. we'll talk to you on the pod in a, in a few episodes. Yes, well, down the line oh, here. I don't know how many oh. there are. <laughs> Ten or so. Yes. <laughs>
final straw with Lysander. Yeah, like we, we are your rider dice, on. not these yeah. hell divers. And he's like, and you gave it to the red, and that was really kind of at the that was the kind of the final nail in the coffin for Roan. Do, don't you think the coffin was already nailed? Well, he says how, that later on in the book. Oh, he does. Yeah. Like, how long has Roan been fierce? I think he's been moving that way like as Lysander gets closer and closer to the Moonies and he's trying to court them. Oh really? It's not like to... the whole time Roan's been a I sleeper think he's, agent? I don't think it's like I think there's some back and forth and I think he's kind of waffling a little bit because he kind of he basically says at the end of the book like you giving the cloak to that fucking red. Yeah. That's really what did it for me. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. So so it's it's in like every set of chapters we're talking about right now yes. is, is Praetorian there's, weirdness. <laughs> and there's a mention or an offhand comment or yeah. like a even if there's no weirdness, there's like a statement like, yeah. no, they're loyal. Yeah. Yep. So Pierce is really <laughs> hitting that hard. Yep. Uh, next prime five that we have for me is Victra uh, picking mm. up Virginia mm-hmm. and spinning her around. I thought that was lovely i was like can victor please pick me up and spin me around <laughs> yeah me too uh, she definitely could pick you up and spin you around <laughs> and then like pierce, pierce is starting to drop these descriptions of how badass victor is and then we obviously will get more in the next set of chapters and we've got to really savor our victor time here because we don't get a lot it's fleeting yes and so i do want to read this passage because i think it's just fucking beautiful this description of victra he says uh she may be looking at the sea but she is standing before ulysses's grave victra is daunting to behold in either peace or war her stature is tyrannical tall broad muscular with knives for cheekbones her nature matches proud brutal voluble but in her is a font of love that glows so hot it burns from her from the inside out for years i did not see that i saw only her sharp edges now i love her and realize she was the sister i never wanted but always needed wow lovely so beautiful. So beautiful. And I just love, like, it just, that is so perfect. That's just such a perfect description of her and her character, especially at this moment. And then we get this great line from her uh, in this section as well, where, you know, she says, do not fear for me. Pity them. Pity them. Because I'm fucking coming. Yes. <laughs> Wrath, I am the, and she, it's also a lot of Victra, or Virginia appreciating Victor moments. Um, Like appreciating when she sees the humanity of Darrow by making like an offhand comment Mm -hmm. of Darrow, like not wanting his troops to die and Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. So we love Victor. We stand. We love, we really do want more Victor in the next book. We felt (laughs) robbed after, I mean, dark age, we got a lot of Victor. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of, our favorites in the next book. We got to. We're going to be hanging out on Mars a lot. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll take the next one. I got to just send out a, a hearty salute and pour one out for Centurion Murani Lagarde. She's the one who sacrificed her life to go down into the radioactive oh, shield reactor. You remembered her name. Get it turned back on. Yes. She is a fucking hardcore She's like, legend. That's a loon up there. And Virginia's yeah. like, yeah. Yep. She's like, all right, I I'm got this. go radio 
radioactive. <laughs> My body's going to fall apart in 15 minutes because it's so radioactive, yeah. but I'm willing to do this. And she got that motherfucking shield back on. It didn't work, but we salute you regardless. <laughs> That's great. It, it helped for a little while. It did. It looked like we were going to win there for a minute. So I, I just you. wanted to call that out. Cause, and I loved like the back and forth in that section is so... Yeah, like the orange is like I can't send anybody down there, and she's like, "You've got to fucking and send somebody like, down do there." It. Right. Like, <laughs> and then she's listening on the open line, and and like, I'll fucking do this. Yeah, just a fucking badass. Uh, next on the prime five is shout out to TGR, the audiobook narrator Tim Gerard Reynolds. This scene where you're in the comms mustangs listening to the chatter it is like prime audiobook acting yes if you don't listen to the audiobooks and you're like looking for a reason to or just listen to that this chapter find someone who owns the audiobooks and just listen to that or just like get the audiobook and listen to it just for this because like it's, it's incredible. I, mean, I made you listen to it on the <laughs> yes. was on the way back from Hallerpod. yeah Hallercon, yeah Hellerpod. <laughs> Hellercon. Um yes, he's I'm not gonna ape him because he does it no. so well, but he kills it and there's like six different voices. And it's like it feels like the different voices overlapping. It yeah. really feels like Mustang listening and then she like jumps in yeah. when someone's like, Is anyone listening? It's really good. That's he does so the same good. too when Roan is like yelling at all his Praetorians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just it's great. So much fun. TGR appreciation. Uh, that section is just so much fun and just like them trying to stop the the society forces from getting into yeah, the, and you hear the different floors. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah. Thump, thump, and thump, he's thump. like <laughs> 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 It's great. <laughs> That's pretty good. I should, that was pretty I should good. Do Maybe it. you should do it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, what's up next? You F- want number five one? of our prime five. You can take this one. Um I wanted to say for me, not mm. for Logan, obviously, mm. this is where Lysander becomes a real prick. Starting like, to, for He's sure. already a prick. Yeah. But this is where you're like, okay, dude, like, we get it. You're a space racist. <laughs> but he's he's like thinking of glory and daydreaming. He's like, what will my peace bring? I really like that moment he's got like under up, my he's skin. Like, and Ajax is like, dude, get the fuck down. Yeah. You're about to get blown up. He's like looking at the Drock and Jaegers, everyone dying. And he's like, I'll look back on this, like basically with fondness. Yeah. Like this is, I did all this for peace, you yeah. know? And yeah. it's like, oh, you enslaved people again for peace. Great. Right. And then also when he's uh, talking about the hell divers and they're expendable. So uh, planning for like hyping them up before he go- they all go die, you know? Mm-hmm. But the worst one is, the who's the bug now when the green lady boils yeah it's like what what do you and in when he's falling in the rain he says he feels like an insect and then he lands and he feels all powerful and he's like who's the bug now while she's like catching on fire (laughs) it's just grotesque i know yeah that moment where he's like looking out and thinking about what what will my peace bring i just that got really under my skin this time yeah it's just like you're gross fuck off dude Anyways, uh, good call uh, out, Prime Five uh, number five is fuck Lysander. <laughs> As always, all right. Now that we finished our Prime Five, it's time to name our Primus of the week, where we choose the one character who conquered our proctors of plot and rose above the rest. Our Primus of the week is 
It's Mustang. Yeah, we're not giving this to Lysander. Fuck him. No, <laughs> not this week. Why are we choosing Mustang? Mustang, uh, first of all, general badassery. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning of these chapters, she brings Screwface into the fold by giving him some love, giving him some attention, TLC. And seeing that he needs that, you know, more than the rest of them, mm-hmm. being compassionate, and then also fucking running running this shit like this is her first battle and she's just doing amazing almost almost beats lysander yeah almost beats him and and really if she would have had some you know better fighters probably more golds she needs more more obsidians yeah well she needs all of the legions that were lost on mercury yeah so shout out mustang great tactics we love you she's good at chess yes to bring it full circle uh, what's next? Howler Mailbag? Let's go to the Howler Mailbag. We've got an email from Cassie P. Cassie P. Tidbits. Tidbits. Tidbits time. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you, Cassie. And by the way, after last week, I was like, after we recorded, I was like, oh man, I read the the Andy Weir quotes wrong. Should have been like, question. Oh. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. You to... did the voice wrong. Yeah, you're so... supposed to do the inhuman voice. Yeah. Do you want to do it now? No. Well, I don't want to like spoil anything either because <laughs> everyone's mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cassie, I got you. I just, it, it came later. <laughs> Since we had the special guest this week, we're just doing Cassie tidbits, but you can still email us voicemails. Yeah. We'll play uh, those next week as well. So keep sending those in. All right, Cassie. And Sorry, and video voicemails. That yes. was fun. If we need we need to get another video voicemail. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We want to see your faces. Cassie P says, Low Howlers, I absolutely love the parallel and contrast between the gold pre-battle ritual and the rising dirge. Instead of invoking the names of those they hate, the dirge recalls the names of those they love. Rather than marking themselves with their own blood, the dirge marks the warriors with a bit of home their courage coming not from themselves but from their community hashtag howler nation yes <laughs> i don't know why i just did that <laughs> number two classic pierce what would an advanced space diving holland brawlin claw drilling army be without <laughs> an aquilifer that is the lion pelt wearing roman soldier soldier who bore the all-important legionary eagle Aquila meaning eagle, ferrer meaning to bring or carry. I'm guessing there's a compartment in the suit for it. I mean, they had a room for all them poles for butts <laughs> on Mercury. Dark Age indirectly mentions these legionary eagles several times, but I guess the catamite gets a dragon. Wow. Mm. Interesting legion fact. Remember Legio X or Legio 10, Pardu, Legio 20, Fulminata, and Legio 25, Menage Tuana. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Roman times, several legions could have the same number at the same time, so they always had a differentiating name that came after their numbers. Now, if you'll permit me, a bit of whimsical Lysander hate. Yes, always. How many moons will the loony loons slag because the loony loons are apex assholes? <laughs> I like that. That should be a shirt with like Looney Tunes coming out of the uh, bullseye, you know? I like it. Thank you, Cassie P. Cassie P. Looking forward to more tidbits as the season Ride goes or die on. tidbits. 
All right, Aaron, you know what it's time for? What are we into this week? Aaron, what are you into this week? I'm into a show on HBO. I'm watching season two now of The Gilded Age. Mm. This is a... This sounds right up your alley. I know. I love (laughs) period dramas. (laughs) I tried to make Ben's girlfriend watch Pride and Prejudice, the version with Keira Knightley. And she fell asleep immediately. <laughs> 30 seconds. Like it was still in the opening like piano scene. In your defense of period dramas, she does that with pretty much every movie. She, okay, yeah, great. Ever. But The Gilded Age is uh, it's set in New York in the 1880s, 1890s. And it's, it's great. It's, you know, the society high class plus their house servants and all the relationships that go with it what's it on hbo okay or max Ma- sorry it's on max <laughs> doesn't even make really sense. really good branding there but the costuming and the uh the movie sets are beautiful like it's clearly an expensive show nice nice um i i just like it it's it's like a uh it doesn't give me anxiety like yeah. all these other fucking shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy watch. Yeah. And I like to like crochet while I watch it. So then I'm like doing my needlework <laughs> with the ladies it's of the house. Yeah. <laughs> ben, what are you into this week? I'm into a podcast called The Wedding Scammer. Okay. And it's like a true crime podcast. I Every oh. once in a while, I'll dabble in a little true crime. Okay and uh this i probably would like this this is a good one it's uh, it was seven episodes and i was listening to it week to week but now all seven episodes are out so uh, nice. that i was waiting to suggest it to oh, people until to it make done. sure you know the ending well too. also just it's so it's it was torture like yeah to waiting wait. week to week yeah for this mystery to unravel i when the first serial came out with yeah. Adnan Sayed, yeah, I that was torture too. Oh, I know. I was listening to that week yeah. to week. I went to a freaking like party to listen to the last <laughs> episode. It's crazy. Those were the days. I know. Like, what were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Back when podcasts were new. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a good one. It's like about this con man, and he is just conning people all over he's got several different cons like he's got a wedding con where he's like a wedding planner and then just like fucks people over he also like started tried to start like a startup uh like media website and that's how the guy who made the podcast actually got involved with him he got hired by him and then like the website just like fell apart in two weeks and he didn't pay anybody so the podcast host was like fool me once and <laughs> yeah. i'll make a podcast about so you. then he's like and the guy's very eccentric and kind of you know everyone's like what is wrong with this dude and he's telling all these stories about how he's like very rich and he's got this family trust and all that yeah. stuff like, i don't want to spoil it but nice but yes it's a very good mystery and then it's like becomes this guy's quest to like actually figure out who this person is and then like expose them because they're just going through the world, several cities, like fucking people over constantly and then never getting caught. Cause what they're doing is like illegal, but it's not illegal enough for anybody it's not to like care. Provable either. Yeah. It's hard to prove. And just like cops don't give a shit about yeah. this type of stuff. Nonviolent. Yeah. 
small it, money. Yes. It's yeah. like, and then like people would win judgments against him for money, but he would just never pay it. And then, so oh, I see. it's a really good, uh, it was a really good podcast. So I would de- I definitely recommend. And now that it's all out, you can just like binge it and listen to it all at once. I was going week to week. That was difficult. So, okay. Uh, I would the, highly suggest the wedding that. scammer, the wedding scammer. Yeah. All right. What are we doing next week on Hellerpod? All right. We're stepping into the labyrinth next week. Oh, goodness. Chapters 26 through 31. And we're going to have a special guest for this episode, too. Miles. Miles Bensky will be here. He'll be here. In person. On our set. This is a set. <laughs> this is a, a set. This, this is isn't a, set. a room in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be talking about... Ah, oh, man. I think one of my favorite sections of the book is all. Yes, I mean, yes, just like, yes. I love these chapters. So, so good. Get you, your blood pumping. Yeah. It'll be fun. And Miles uh, is, of course, our artist featured <laughs> here. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Hellers. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I was like, X. No, wait. It is Max. X. What are things called now? <laughs> Yeah, follow us at HallerPod. Visit us, HallerPod.com. Uh, special thanks to Miles for the episode art on uh, our Instagram and Facebook. At Mbensky Designs is his Instagram. Also, special thanks to Nick Brinlow for the amazing voice work, as always. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast. Yes. And everywhere. Like Subscribe. It, comment. Smash that subscribe <laughs> button below. Share it. <laughs> it just really helps out the channel. It helps guys. out. Get some likes. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly don't watch YouTube. <laughs> no, that was pretty much it. <laughs> nice, you know nice. it. <laughs> and email us, hellermailbag, hellerpod at gmail.com. You can mail us or slide into our DMs with a video message mm. or leave a voicemail at 1 800 516 1540. Also, and people always tell me they're scared to leave a voicemail, and I would just like to address these people don't and be say, scared. don't be scared. You don't, it can be anonymous. It can be anonymous, well, number one. Make up a name. And you can tell us not to play okay, it. Okay, Sarah. St- you I know. still will. And <laughs> yeah, if you send it in, we're allowed to play it. Anyways. Spread the word about the books. Of course, I set them up behind me finally with my beautiful dust jackets. Mm, they look great. By P- are those by P? Did you get your Lightbringer dust jacket? Yes. No. <laughs> no. I, I need to get it. I think I have yours at my house. Oh, maybe. thanks. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is falling apart. Rate and review us. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only, then we'll fly a ship into your moon is it <laughs> dirty <laughs> but you won't like it <laughs> you'll hate it so give us five it's gonna stars. hurt real bad <laughs> okay. all right thanks allers ominous fear lupus Ow. Ow.